1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Spoiler alert. If this is your first time listening to Homesteady, go back and listen to the previous episode, maybe some older episodes. This one is a bit of a community event, thanking all our supporters for the last year of Homesteady, and it contains lots of spoilers, so don't ruin it for yourself. Okay, you are accepting responsibility of listening at this point. Hey guys, this is an awesome day. It is one year since we aired our very first episode of Homesteady. And I gotta say, I'm amazed, I'm thrilled. It's been so much fun doing it. But all good things must come to an end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last year's just been awesome. I wanted to start a podcast for a long time. And I did start one previous to Homesteady that just flopped on its face. It was a similar idea to Homesteady. Uh, but I didn't treat it with the same production quality and the same attention to detail and editing. And uh, it just wasn't exciting. Uh, but Homesteady, we came into it right away talking about high production values, uh, editing this. We wanted it to be the radio lab of the homesteading world. And I'm reading reviews this morning from you guys, people who've taken a minute to stop and review us on iTunes. And it just put such a smile on my face and the things you guys say are so awesome, and I'm so thankful. I'm going to read a few of these because they were just so good, and I want to share them. Uh, reviewer Self 27 writes, This is one of the podcasts I listen to while out in the fields and doing my farm chores, and it always makes me laugh. The audio clips and production quality are better than any other podcast I listen to, and I usually learn a few things too. Five stars. Here's another one. I've been listening to the podcast a while now and really like it. A lot of effort is put forth in the production and it shows. I like the topics covered and I like the content. That was by BT Pupil. Thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews. And if you haven't left us a review yet, go ahead and do it. Maybe we'll read that one next on the air. Seeing people talk about the show, the production quality, the stories, 
It just got me excited, thinking about we're coming up on our year anniversary. This has been one year. Uh, We had the really sad last episode about our pup, Boone. And uh, you know what? I don't want one year to be a sad thing. I want one year to have some happy fun. So we're going to do a few fun things this month, release a couple extra episodes. And so today, we're going to have a special little history of homesteading. Uh, We're just going to talk about the path that brought us here. You're going to learn some surprising things about Accountant Mike and uh, me. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for helping us get here. I've been a podcast fan for years. I'm one of those guys that five years ago was trying to tell all his friends about what podcasts were and how they all needed to listen to them. You see, I grew up working with my dad's excavation company. And I'd be sitting in a machine operating all day. It's fun operating machines, but you know, as the day goes on, you get a little bored, your brain starts to wander. And when I discovered podcasts that I could sit in a machine and just listen, I thought, boy, this is incredible. I could learn so much. At the time, I was getting more into hunting and fishing. And I started listening to shows like Bowcast. If anybody ever listened to that, it used to be a great show. Uh, and I learned a ton from it. Well, time went by, we started getting into this homesteading life, and learning about farming and chickens, and I started listening to, listening to some homestead podcasts. No doubt many of you listened to Nature's Harmonies podcast with Tim and Liz. The, I learned a ton of information from that, getting into our early years of homesteading. So there's been some great shows out there. I really enjoyed them, and I was a big fan. Now I was at the point where I really just wanted to make a podcast. So I convinced Kendra we would sit down in front of the iPhone, just hit record, and do a show. And we did. We talked about raising guineas. It was probably a 30-minute show. And I recorded it on an app because it was going to be super easy and we could do it anytime. And it was on my iPhone. And the app glitched out and we lost everything. And Kendra was like, wow, that was a big waste of time. (laughs) So that squashed that idea for a little while. Well, then I decided I was going to try again, but this time I was going to record it on my computer and I was going to get it up onto iTunes. And once I could prove that I could do that, then we could record the the next episode. I could convince Kendra to do it. Uh, So I did. I made a little pilot and it's kind of cringeworthy. I'm not a big fan of it, but of course I'm going to play you the audio clip from it. Remember, production quality was not the focus of our attention. It was just make a podcast. So, here it is. It's the Farm Forest Family Podcast. The show about getting your kids and getting outside. Hi everybody, I'm Austin from Squash Hollow Farm. My wife and I own a farm in New Milford, Connecticut, and we run a pastured pork and poultry business. We know life is hectic, and sometimes Farm it's hard Forest to Family Podcast. Apparently I was really big on alliteration at the time. This show didn't go anywhere. We got the this pilot you're listening to right now up on iTunes, and that was all we ever got up on iTunes. It didn't have that spark, that element. There was no life to it. It was just another show where two people sat in front of an iPhone, clicked record, and at the end of the day, uploaded it live. And I don't think the homesteading world needed another one of those shows. Whether it be gardening, animal husbandry, Specific farm techniques. Specific farm techniques. Oh, yeah. 
outside, whether it be fishing, hunting, foraging, or just taking a walk through the woods. And in the family tips segment, we'll share brief tips on how we have managed to spend time with our kids outside and hopefully help you spend more time with your kids outside. We hope this sounds interesting to you and we hope you enjoy the show. Stay tuned. Our first episode will be out soon. I've got a lot to say this time. You've got more tips than I can rewind. You let me down at the bottom of the round. You Did you recognize the voice at the end there? We'll get to that in a little bit. The Farm Forest Family Show was going to be a show focused on families and getting outside. I was including my family in the production of this, my wife, and also my kids. As I progressed on making the show, I decided I was going to make some sweepers, you know, some sound bits to play in between each section. And uh, I came up with this one, and you can kind of see the birth of Homesteady is somewhere in here. There's sound effects, there's music, and it's all mixed together. But most of all, the reason I'm playing this is because it's got my kid in it, and he sounds so dang cute. Welcome to the farm. No, I want to do it. Okay, you say it. Ready? One, two, three. What's a fun farm? You can hear the spark. Homesteady's in there somewhere. Life took off in other directions. We were building up our farm business at the time, and we had so much going on. We decided it wasn't the right time to do the show. But I really still wanted to do a show. I wanted to do a podcast forever, right? So it didn't go away. From time to time, I would bring it up to Kendra. What do you think about doing that podcast again? Oh, man, I really wish I had my own podcast. And then we'd talk about it. All right, it's not the right time. Then I'd bring it up again. What do you think about maybe now doing that podcast? Uh, not the right time, too much going on. And then I brought up the food truck idea. Farm to table food truck. I was going to have a local truck and all our pigs and our chickens and everything would fill the food truck. And I think that scared Kendra. <laughs> she was like, I don't want you doing that. So instead of just saying, no, don't do that, crushing my dreams, she said, why don't you go and start that podcast? <laughs> and the rest is history. When we decided we were going to do home study, after having failed the last time through, I figured I'm not going to take any shortcuts. I'm not going to try to record this on my iPhone with an app. You see, I knew how to record high-quality production. Me, and you'll never guess who, my buddy accountant Mike, actually grew up playing music together and recording music. We have really nice quality microphones, good programs to record with. I've been editing music and songs and videos since I was about 12 years old. So I had all this knowledge of how to do this production, and we just cut corners the first time we tried to do the show. I decided this time we were going to make a show that stood out. That was like Radio Lab. That was like This American Life. High quality. I love telling stories. It's always been something I've I've always wanted to be a storyteller. Sitting around the campfire with friends and listening to people. Getting everyone to laugh and cry. And those gripping tales that pull you along. I always wanted to be able to do that. And so I always worked at telling stories and public speaking. And 
we decided with this show we were going to focus on quality storytelling. We weren't just going to sit down and hit record and then post what we recorded. We were going to edit it and mix it and add music and feeling. This show was going to be different. Coming into the show, I decided we're going to invest in this. We're going to get a good logo. We're going to get a good platform to run the show off of. And everything about Homesteady was going to be quality. I could do this because of my background, because of playing all that, all the music me and accountant Mike worked on over the years. And in fact, just a little while before we started this Homesteady project, uh, me and accountant Mike had recorded an entire album and released it on iTunes. Now back then it didn't do so well. We uh, released it and it ran for a year. We made enough money off of it to pay for the fee that you pay to post it onto iTunes for the year. So it was a bit of a flop. But I don't think it was a flop because of the music quality. I think it was a flop because nobody knew about us. But we'll let you be the judge of that. We're going to take a little uh, break from our Homesteady story, and we're going to play a couple songs for you. Here's one of the songs off of that EP. This is a short and sweet song called They Didn't Quite Get Along. Now head down this open road. I know the way back, but I think I'll stick around this time. Maybe I'll be found this time. Now head down this open road. I know the way back, but I think I'll stick around this time. Maybe I'll be found this time. So that kind of sums up in a nutshell, uh, me and Accountant Mike telling each other where to shove it. <laughs> As we worked on our album together a couple of years back, I had already started this homesteading life. Uh, me and Accountant Mike have been in a band since we were 18, and a lot of the songs we wrote back when we were single and traveling. But as we were working on this album to release for iTunes, we had some newer material that we wrote while I was homesteading. And uh, one of those songs, I think, reflects this life. Uh, The words kind of talk about that idea of, uh, of idle hands and thinking about the trouble that, you know, kids get into and people can get into with their lives when they're not focused on something like hard work on the homestead, which we think is so good for everybody. Uh, So let's listen. Here's that song. It's called Dreaming in the Lion's Den. (laughs) 
Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
Now, like I said, we did release that album on iTunes. It's no longer for purchase on iTunes, but if you'd like to purchase it, you can purchase it off our website, thisishomesteady.com. It'll be on the sidebar. It's called Delicious Moonshine. If you'd like to get these two songs you heard for free, just join the email list and I'll send you them for free. Thanks for listening to the show. That song was called Dreaming in the Lion's Den. I love that song. We worked on that song literally for years. It was years until from when we first wrote the piece to when we finished the lyrics. And it's funny because sometimes things happen during the recording process uh, that wind up being kind of magical. They happen almost by accident, and then they just stick because they're perfect. In that song, the very ending, that last two notes that me and Mike go out on singing, now it's my head, and we have that harmony, and the music drops off. I love that moment. I think it's a powerful moment. And it happened completely by accident. We were recording the song, and we had miscalculated the number of measures that we were supposed to sing that line. And suddenly the music stopped, but me and Mike were both still singing that last line, now it's my head, and it holds that last note out. That was just because we were both surprised. The music had stopped, and we kind of just ran with it. And as soon as we were done, we went back and played it back, and it was magical. It was like, yeah, that's the ending. And we just kept it. A lot of times that happens during the recording and the creation process. And not just with music, but with podcasts too. You see, the last episode about Boone. This is a bit of a spoiler alert. If you haven't listened to the last episode about Boone, uh, either skip forward about two minutes through this section or go back and listen to it. We're going to talk about all the key points that happen in the show. So, here it goes. The reason I bring up this episode is because the ending of the episode, it was a very special, um, a very emotional ending where we find out that uh, Jack Jack has another breeding and it's Babe and Moss. It'll be uh, same parents that Boone had having another litter and we'll get to have one of Boone's little brothers or sisters. And it ends on that line of they decided to do just one more. Believe it or not, I didn't have that line selected as the final line. Even when I recorded it, it was just me telling everyone that they decided to do just one more. I was going to have more after that line. And then as I listened to it working on the episode, just like with this song, uh, that line, as I listened to it back, I realized that's the ending. I need to stop right there. And we had that beautiful piece, that uh, beautiful piece of music uh, playing along with it that you can hear right now. A piece offered to us by Emery Lester, which was just so wonderful. We thank him again for that. Go check out Emery Lester, too. Telling the story of fighting for our dog's life, it was really challenging. And it was hard to come out and tell every part of the story because some parts we felt so responsible for. But we were so glad we did. The feedback we got from that show was incredible. Well, we posted the episode on Facebook with a picture of Boone. And uh, we got some amazing replies from people. Replies that made us feel so happy that we released this episode the way that we did. Uh, one, one of our fans, Melody, writes us and says... I'm so sorry for your loss. What a tragic story. How I do wish it were fiction. You have motivated me to be more careful with all products on the farm and not to use poisons any longer. I think it will impact others the same way too. Boone's death will not be in vain. Thank you so much, Melody. 
That's the reason we told all the details in that last episode, was because we didn't want uh, this to happen to anybody else. We wanted to make sure that it made a difference. It made a difference, and it may avoid something bad happening. Another of our fans wrote in a similar idea. Devin says... I just started listening to your podcast. I'm so sorry to hear about Boone. The episode made me much more mindful about poisons around the farm and in general. Mine have now left the property. And then it's hashtag for Boone, which was awesome. Another fan named Dan told us a story about his own dogs and losing both of them. And he sent us a picture of his beautiful black labs. Our heart goes out to everyone who's been through this. And thank you so much for all of you who, who uh, contacted us and shared your stories with us. That episode was very different from our usual episode of Home Study. Our usual episode is a very... That was a very unique episode. Most of our episodes, we focus on the things that we can do to become more self-sufficient, more self-reliant, and uh, provide for ourselves on our homestead. And, of course, we bring on Accountant Mike to tell us whether or not it's worth our time with the thumbs up and thumbs down. And in this last year, we've covered quite a number of topics already. So let's do a quick review of the year in thumbs up and thumbs down with Accountant Mike. Here we go. Episode number one, the very first episode of Homesteady, was about gardening. And how did Accountant Mike feel about going outside and digging in the dirt? That's great. Yeah, I'd say by the time you hit year three, you're actually doing all right. All right. So uh, will we see you outside of your apartment on your balcony with a tomato plant in the topsy-turvy? <laughs> <laughs> well, simple answer is no. <laughs> hey, thanks, Sorry. man. So we couldn't get Mike growing in a topsy-turvy, uh, but he did thumbs up gardening. Episode number two was about fishing. And specifically, going out trout fishing on opening day when all the waters are stocked. This was the first episode we started pooling stories from other people. And how could we forget these two particular stories? Some of my personal favorites. So back in the childless days, we would go fishing off a charter boat in Groton, Connecticut. We were backpacking in the Sierra, and it was hot and dusty. And we had one of my friends, we called him Icky, which stands for Irritable Curmudgeon Kenny. And Icky was being as irritable as he always was. I just had to get out of camp the next day. And it was the same boat we went on every time and had the same fishing captain. And he always gave the same spiel. Every time he talked about your bait and you'd be the best at baiting at the end of the day and he had a crude joke and he was kind of in long curly hair and looked like that. And his talk is always don't get a hook in your hand because they'll have to cut it out. Don't ever put your fingers in a bluefish mouth because they've got big teeth and you'll never get your finger back. So I grabbed my rod and reel for trout so I go off and I decided to just get away from camp for about half a day and as I was coming down this big granite face across this beautiful pristine clear as anything lake I looked across and 
there was, and I'm not kidding, an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful blonde woman who had just stood up. And I might say, I think I heard, you know, the sound of the sound of birds singing her praises and, and a clap of thunder. And, and it was almost like a mirage. So this one morning we were slamming. So we'd, you'd drop your hooks to the bottom, catching tons of bluefish, pulling them back up. And I got this one bluefish out. It was beautiful. So I was posing for a picture. And then we went to take it off the hook. And without even thinking, I put my fingers in a mouth to pull out the hook. Just like you would with any fish. Grab the hook, hold the fish, pop it out. But I, this was a bluefish. And in a hundredth of a second, he chomped down on my finger. And I thought, I'm going to have to tell that guy that this fish bit my finger off. And it's going to be really embarrassing for the entire boat to know that of the only girls on the boat, I've got my finger bit off by a fish. Apparently she didn't think anyone was going to be around out there because it was pretty desolate because she was totally naked. But then I realized that she's with her boyfriend who's still laying on the ground. And I realized, oh, God, he's naked, too. <laughs> so I averted my eyes. He didn't realize, they didn't realize I was there, but I just felt it was improper for me to see a naked couple. So I looked down at the water real quickly, and at that minute, a huge trout comes up from the bottom, catches a bug, and goes back down. I said, okay, this is where I'm going to fish. And I started casting, and... Cast once, caught a fish. Cast twice, caught another trout. Cast third time, caught another trout. Cast another time, caught six casts in a row, six trout. Anyway, so I have Icky to thank for one of my best trout days ever. Combination of, I wouldn't have seen such a beautiful vision in the high Sierra, nor would have I brought back six beautiful trout to, um, to camp that day for, for dinner. And I did give Icky one of the fish, although I did it begrudgingly. So in that second that it bit down on my finger, my husband reacted reflexively and stabbed it in the head with a knife. <laughs> so it didn't bite off my finger, but it was bleeding pretty bad. So we wrapped it up, and I was left with a bloody finger and a big bag of bluefish. That episode also got a thumbs up for Mike. It also was the first time my wife was in an episode, telling that story about having her finger bit. We didn't tell the audience that that was my wife at the time, we just played her story. But it wasn't the last time Kendra's come on the show, and she's become a favorite of the audience. Often I get people writing in saying, I love when your wife's on the show. I love that part you and your wife did. She's become a star of the Homesteady show. Kendra was mentioned in one of our recent reviews on iTunes. Spicy J writes, Aust's optimism, humbleness, and honesty, combined with a gift for storytelling, make Homesteady a true gem of a podcast. Thanks, Spicy J. That was really nice. He or she goes on to write, As someone meandering into the homesteading world, season by season, as someone meandering into the homesteading world season by season, hearing his successes, failures, and motivations is truly inspiring. Combined with Accountant Mike, to do the math, and cameos from his wife Kendra, Homesteady weaves together practical information with a lush soundtrack. 
It's obvious Ost is a person with a music background. The cast of characters make you feel like you could be sitting around a basket of beans, shucking the shells, and shooting the breeze right along with them at the end of a long day on the farm. Never condescending or preachy, Homesteady educates and encourages you to make your own life more sustainable with each episode. That is like one of my favorite all-time reviews. Such a good one. Captures the feel of the show. Thanks, Spicy J, whoever you are. <laughs> In the third episode, we brought Kay on, and you learned that she was my wife. And she told a story about learning to can and uh, canning our berries for the first time and the failure that that was. Including the Homesteady original, Pop, Pop, Pop. And they were all popping closed. You know that wonderful sound that happens when you've done all your, your jars and you start hearing them pop, 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 and pop, pop, hearing them pop, 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 and pop. Oh, it was my first time all by myself. I was so excited to hear that. Boston, listen. Nice. Listen to the pops. Oh, it was my first time all by myself. I was so excited to hear them. I said, Boston, listen. And that's when I said, well, how do you know which ones don't pop? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers Super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So far, we were three for three. Canning got a thumbs up as well. But that was all about to change. Our first thumbs down was coming. And it was coming with egg-laying chickens. Now, this is by far one of our most popular episodes. We know lots of you guys are interested in egg-laying chickens and whether or not it's an economical and good use of our time. Captain Mike did not think that egg-laying chickens were worth the time to raise. Let's go backyard homesteader. Do you think it's worth it for the backyard homesteader? Not really. And here's here's the reason why. Come on, when the, when the zombie apocalypse happens, you don't want to have your own chicken flock? <laughs> uh, this is a really popular thing. A lot of people do this. And a lot of people sort of sell their eggs kind of just as a hobby. And maybe they didn't put the thought process into it as of what do I need to sell these eggs for to be worth it. So you're going to be able to find somebody out there, if you live in the country, who's doing this for fun, who's selling a dozen eggs that they raised themselves for like four fifty a dozen or so. <laughs> and at, at that point, you're better off just buying it from them. Instead of, because the time and effort you have to put into this is just awful. And plus then a bear comes along and <laughs> bear comes along and rips the coop apart and eats your chickens and then what do you do? It's a bear market. <laughs> Egg laying chickens was our first thumbs down from Accountant Mike. After the egg laying episode, we decided to get into a little more storytelling focused episodes. And that's where our Rhode Island fishing story came out. It was a long story all about our journey to Rhode Island every year and uh, the mission to catch a keeper, which we were unsuccessful with. We had a good time telling that story, and that inspired us to make an episode that was only stories, which are now referred to as our campfire episodes. And after our firewood episode, 
which got a definite thumbs up from Mike, we did another all-campfire episode. It was a very special episode. The theme was Pioneers, homesteaders who jump into a life of adventure. And I had some very exciting news. We shared the amazing story of John Siskovich and his wife as they biked across the country visiting small farms. They'd made it across most of the United States on bicycle. And now John and his wife wanted to try something new. and I are traveling across the country by bicycle and talking about food, agriculture, craft beer along the way. We've gone east to west. We've gone north to south. We've dipped into Canada, and now we're trying to figure out how we're going to get into Mexico. We want to see what Mexican farm life is like. You know, it's in the news a lot about, you know, all of our lettuces coming from Mexico. Mexico was in the news for something else at that time as well. Beheadings. There was a lot of problems with drug cartels and fighting. And people were getting their head chopped off left and right. But that doesn't dissuade John and Kate. Yeah, John and Kate, I know. It got me too as I was saying it. So they try to find somebody that they can hook up with to get into Mexico. We get contacted via Facebook or email. I forget exactly what. His name's Steven, and he's like, I have 2,000 acres in California and 4,000 acres in Mexico. I grow conventional crops, but I would love to show you this side of how farming So before works. they leave, they got a friend who works for the police for the department. police department doing global positioning software stuff. <laughs> so they give him all this guy's information, you know, just in case. Right, here's all of the cell phone numbers, contact info. Contact info. The destinations he says that he's bringing us to. GPS coordinates. So, so did he put a tracker? You'll be able to find <laughs> us. I was like, here's my GPS number. <laughs> we're not going to tell our parents that we're doing this because we don't want them to worry. So they arranged to meet Stephen. And he shows up, big truck. And a huge white pickup shows up. In the back of the white pickup is a, a German Shepherd dog. Looks mean. German Shepherds look mean. I don't care if you have the nicest German Shepherd in the world. Yeah, they have a reputation. <laughs> and out of the truck comes a balding, seemingly seven-foot guy. He was like six foot four. But <laughs> I'm 5'10", so everybody over 5'10 That's seems tall giant south of the border. He's a big dude. <laughs> and, you know, uh, jeans, you know, plaid shirt. A little bit straight laced, but you know it doesn't look like a hooligan. The truck wasn't in terrible condition, and he wasn't like, "Hey, how you doing?" You all look pretty. <laughs> <clears throat> so we get in, we shake hands. I sit down, and Kate gets in the back of the truck. That's a you know quad cab. She gets in the back of the truck. I sit down in the front, and my leg hits something, and it's a machete. <laughs> Why I wasn't like, you know what? I don't know. We're gonna go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we're going to call this off. <laughs> so they're alone with a stranger headed to a foreign country. This big guy that they don't know. Mean looking dog in the back and a machete by his side. What in the world are they thinking? That's the thing about starting an adventure, doing something new, exploring a brave new world. Sometimes it's a crazy looking decision. The kind that you're afraid to tell your parents you're doing. So today, on the Homesteady Campfire, we're talking about pioneers. People who looked ahead, wanted something different, wanted an adventure, even when it seemed like maybe not the best idea. And what happens to them? So, cozy up by the fire. We got some great stories to tell. To hear what wind up happening with that scary looking dog and that machete, 
you'll have to go back and listen to the Pioneers episode. It was also a very exciting episode because we launched our Pioneer membership. Our Pioneer membership was designed so we could produce more home study episodes for our biggest fans. The Pioneers are supporting home study, and so to thank them, we give them Pioneers-only episodes. Here are just a sampling of some of the latest episodes, like the one we recorded with Jack Biddle about training dogs. So explain basic, like, day one with Sit. How do you get a dog? You know, you, you, you look for two seconds the first time, and then hopefully the next time it's four seconds, and you build, you just build on that. Um, a lot of positive reinforcement when they're doing the right thing, yeah. and a lot of nothing when they're doing the wrong thing. Not negative reinforcement, but nothing. There's classes that I teach at a nearby school, like this one, all about chicken farming 101. Right. Those are awful. All the shavings, the wood shavings in your coop, get fluffed into there, the chicks poop in there, it gets wet, water splashes out, it gets wet and around it. Before you know it, you got this big clump of wet, poopy, gross shavings. And every day you're just shoveling out stinky shavings. So yeah, learn to have chickens without all the stinky shavings. It's in the Pioneers Only Library. If you become a pioneer, you'll also hear these upcoming interviews, like this one with Corby Taylor of the Wild Game Hunting Podcast about how to call in turkeys. So again, I'm going to demonstrate this on my box call. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little tree yelp with it. And it's going to just be a softer, a little bit softer, slower version of the yelp. And then after that, I'm going to do just the, what's called a plain yelp. It's going to be a little bit louder, a little bit more aggressive. So I'll demonstrate those. For awesome. You. Learn whatever that turkey was trying to say in that episode coming soon to the Pioneers Only Library. There's another great one coming soon to the library, which is an interview I did with Dane, the Osaba bee guy, all about raising bees. Did you know? But the neat thing about honey, never ever goes bad. Um, there were jars of crystal honey found in King Tut's tomb, fully edible. No way. Yeah. Dane shares way more amazing facts about bees and honey. And that will be in the Pioneers Only Library coming soon. Become a Pioneer now, and you'll get all that for just three bucks a month. Still not sure? Listen to what Mark Gibbs says about the Pioneer membership. Mark writes, Homesteady is a great source of information on everything homesteading. From farming to fishing and hunting, Austin covers it all, and does so in a way that is extremely entertaining. Being a pioneer has opened the door to more content that is equally entertaining, yet provides a greater level of detail. Regardless if you're a seasoned homesteader or one in training, like myself, you will find the pioneer content valuable. And that's from Mark. Mark from Michigan. Thanks, Mark. Mark's a longtime listener of Homesteady. He was one of our original fans. He wrote us after the very first episode. He was our first fan email. And he's been with us, supporting us the entire way. And there's a lot of pioneers like that. Pioneers like Terry, who's helped us out so many ways. He actually put us in touch with Dane, the bee guy that you'll hear later on this year. Mark referred to himself as a homesteader in training. But some of our pioneers are seasoned veterans. Friends like Blue Whistler Farm, who also support us, even though they have a farm that they're working on themselves down in North Carolina. Shout out to those guys. 
So many of the pioneers have helped this show grow. But you know, that's not just the pioneers doing. That's everyone's doing. So many of you fans have helped this show grow. Fans like Kevin. Kevin Lawrence may be the biggest sharer of our show ever. <laughs> he posted a comment on Reddit a couple months back talking about how much he loved the podcast. And in that one day, we had more traffic ever to the website than we'd ever had before. Thanks so much, Kev. Guys like you, people like you, make this show grow and make it continue to be a success. We plan on continuing to produce shows. Now, I know for a fact not everybody is happy when we pitch our Pioneer program. In fact, we've had a few reviews on iTunes that mention this in a negative light. In fact, one listener even referred to it as a pledge drive worthy of public television. And I get it. It's annoying to hear commercials and pitches. But the reason this is so important is because it really makes a difference in the show. And I want to show you why we do this. I want to show you with the example of our one of our more recent episodes. After we did the Pioneers episodes for that month, we did a baking bread episode. And with the proceeds that we'd raised the month before, we were able to start licensing new music. Music that really breathed life into the baking bread episode, making it, in my opinion, one of our best produced shows. If you listen to that episode, you'll remember these fantastic moments. Moments like when I learned to bake my first loaf of bread. For the first time in my life, I am baking bread. And the story about how Kendra's grandmother, to this day, despite being blind, is still a great baker. There was nothing the doctors could do. She will be blind now for the rest of her life. She doesn't garden anymore. They don't bird watch together. She doesn't go for hikes because she's afraid she'll get lost. But there's one thing that's unchanged. Whenever we go to her house to visit, there will still be a loaf of bread sitting on the counter. And who could forget this song? It's baguettes. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Baguettes. Okay, so maybe we didn't license that one. But because we had raised money with our Pioneers program, we were able to pay for new music, which really added to the stories and to this show, and will continue to do so. In fact, we have a lot of really big plans for home study coming the rest of this year. So stay tuned. We have a lot of new things in store, and I think you're going to really love it. If you want to know about it first, join the email list. That pretty much sums up all our shows, our main shows in the last year. Of course, after the baking episode was the story of Boone and everything that happened, and your support was huge through that. And that brings us to this month, which is the month of May, the month that Homesteady began. It was May 16th last year that we began this show. We launched our first episode. And we started with this question. What would you do? If you woke up tomorrow and the lights didn't turn on. Now, I don't mean just a power outage. I don't mean that your, your bulbs died. I mean, you flicked the switch in every room in your house and nothing worked. You grab your cell phone to see what's up. It won't turn on. 
you go outside to get in your car to drive town to town to see w what's going on here, and it won't start for you. What if the entire world as we know it changed tomorrow? How would you fare? Would you be prepared to be on your own? I'd like to think that with a little bit of help from home study in the last year, you'd be a lot better off now than you were a year ago. Thank you guys so much for the support, helping us to get here. This was a fun little reflective episode. The next episode coming out is going to be a great one. We're going to be talking about turkey hunting and sharing the stories and trials and tribulations that I have gone through to try to get my first turkey. We look forward to that. Until that episode comes out, do us a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes. I want to see a butt kicking in the reviews. We are currently tied with the Living Homegrown podcast. That's Teresa Lowe's podcast. She's a PBS TV producer. And we're tied with 34 reviews. Could you guys please help me kick this PBS producer's butt in the reviews? <laughs> I'm normally a nice guy, but I want to see a butt kick in here. Head on over to iTunes. Leave a review of the show. Tell us what you think, how you feel we've been doing so far. And until the next episode, remember, you know what I'm about to say. The road is rocky. Make home steady. Thank you guys so much for a great year. Here's to another great year. For all you longtime listeners, you know, always wait to the very end. I got another little gift for you to celebrate this one year. Have a free month on us of the Homesteady Pioneer membership. Sign up. Go find this episode's show notes at thisishomesteady.com. Look for this episode, which is called Homesteady's First Year Celebration. And in the show notes, there will be a coupon for one month of Pioneer membership free. Enjoy a month on us and uh, get access to all the exclusive content that the Pioneers get absolutely free. Thanks, guys.